Hey listeners, before we get to your show, this is a blast from your past. Were you hanging around in the 90s watching Nickelodeon before you got too old for it and started smoking weed and doing drugs? Well, then you should know us. This is Danny Tamborelli and... And this is Michael C. Morona. We're here to ask you to check out our podcast, The Adventures of Danny and Michael. And here's our on-air producer, Jeremy, to tell us what you'll be hearing. You can hear things like minisodes, full episodes, nostalgia dumps, interviews with some of today's hottest comedians. That's right, Jeremy. All of those things and more. So check us out. The Adventures of Danny and Mike on the Seltzer Kings Network. You're now listening to The Bradshaw Boys, a podcast where three relatively grown men binge the iconic HBO series Sex and the City. So dust off those DVDs and grab yourself a white wine or even a cosmopolitan and settle in. Take it away, boys. Welcome to the Bradshaw Boys, a podcast where three guys are watching Sex and the City and movies and other things. I'm Corey Cavan. I'm Kevin Doyle. And I, we, I am broadcasting via AirPods and cell phone from the High Line, Ooh, the, the New High York Line. City High Line. Do you, do you think, if you're not familiar with the High Line, it's a beautiful park in New York City that's built on an old, decrepit train bridge that they spruced up, and now it's gorgeous. And there's a lot of, I think Ariana Grande used to live in one of the buildings off the High Line. Yeah. Yeah, if we, if we put up the video of this... Uh, well, uh, you can see you can see Kevin. It's great because it's it's a gorgeous day outside. I'm yeah. in a windowless room in my apartment, and you're outside, and it looks great. Dude, you know what? Uh, you know what's crazy? Hmm. I I me and Corey couldn't do this together because I had a meeting with uh, with my agent. Ooh. And you know what I was thinking? Hmm. I might I because we were going through stuff that he was going to submit me for, mm-hmm. and I I think. Uh, I think there's a chance I could at least audition for him just like that next year. Cause you, he's like, he knows the should. casting directors there. Dude, that would be incredible. You totally So I'm going to lean on him very hard to, to get me an audition for him just like that next year. I mean, that would be great. I hope I, what my hope would be is that you would get to play a character in the pilot that Che Diaz is in. So like they show yeah. a clip from the pilot and you work with Che Diaz at an orange Julius in the show. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, be amazing. But yeah, this is kind of uh, we'll see how how well this works. But uh, we we we're keeping to our schedule. We have uh, we have big things planned. And Corey and I said, you know what? We're not going to let a day go by without no. us putting an episode up. No, we're not. We're not going to let a day go by. We will let a week go by because they usually come yep. out once a week. But we are not gonna we're not gonna skip skip on today's episode. Um, uh, also, good good time to let you know you should 100 uh, percent go sign up for our Patreon oh, if yeah. you want to hear our discussions on the film Clueless. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then next week, do you want to tell them what what they should what they can enjoy next week? Well, next week they can enjoy two things. Uh, Clueless, we're wrapping up this week, um, and then next week. You can enjoy the resurrection of Jesus Christ because it'll be right right after Easter. That's right. This coming Sunday, 
not only at a theater near you, but everywhere in the cosmic universe, we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ. That's right. And also the fact that the Old Testament God, for our Jewish listeners, Mm -hmm. has passed over the firstborn. That's right. Put your blood on the... Put your blood on the on the door. Yep. Hey, put your blood on. Put your blood on. I forget what it's called. Is that it's, what you do? Yeah, yeah. You 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 uh, kill. Uh, you kill a lamb and then you wipe the blood on the. It's the top post. There's a name for the top post of the door. But you do that, and then you celebrate the fact that the angel of death passed over, and um, and Pharaoh. I think it was Pharaoh didn't do that, and his firstborn died. So, wow. so we celebrate that, uh, we get to have, if, if you're celebrating Easter, you get to have great Easter candy. If you're celebrating Passover, you get to have an amazing feast usually. And I don't know how your family does it, but you know, brisket, matzo ball soup, uh, you know, amazing. Uh, our, one of our past guests, Allison Roman does a, a big Passover food series. So you should go look oh, cool. at that on YouTube for some recipes, um, you know, or just, if you're Jewish, I would say call your mom because I bet she's I bet she's uh, cooking something up for your Passover. I hope you're going yeah. home for a good Passover meal. Um, and if you're Muslim, then I think it's close to the end of Ramadan. So yeah. it's a big, big time for all the world religions and the Bradshaw boys. That's right. And speaking of the Bradshaw boys, now that we've covered the world religions, uh, next week, after after we get into whatever's going on with world religions, uh, we will be releasing on our main feed, My Big Fat Greek Wedding. We're starting to watch my big fat Greek wedding. Uh, it's going to be amazing. That's going to be out on this feed right here. And we're going to have full episodes of it out on YouTube. And then on the Patreon, uh, I believe we're starting. You've got mail. You've got mail. Yeah. You've got mail. Meg, the Meg Ryan, Tom Hanks classic. Yes. The, the, the Megalodon of rom-coms, I would call it. Yeah. The no, the megalotom, the megalotom, another megalotom hit. What did we find out? We found out that there's another movie that they they were in together that came out in like 2014 or 2011, and it's like, well, we made fun of it a lot, and then it was like, this is Meg Ryan's directorial debut, and we we're like, oops, <laughs> oops, sorry. It's called Ithaca. Yeah, it's called Ithaca. Yeah, we yeah. will not be doing Ithaca, but we are doing. I mean, but yeah. Honestly, I mean, respect to respect to Meg for getting out of her comfort zone, but because I mean, honestly, this is a massive respect. So this mean joke I'm about to make, I want to preface it by saying I actually respect that she did it, but really smart move uh, for her to be known for making uh, world war two dramas <laughs> for, for Meg Ryan to dip her toe. <laughs> I mean, like it's like, like such a left turn. Yeah. Totally. But, but I'm like, but now I think about it, I'm like, oh, that's actually fucking awesome that she didn't just do like direct a, a rom-com. She like took a chance. Yeah. And you know what? Sometimes when you take a chance, not a lot of people find out about the yeah. chance you took. That's true. That's kind of like seeing, I don't know if you've been watching Severance, but uh, I mean, it's Severance. Ben Stiller, is, yeah. Yeah, Ben Stiller. It's a dark comedy. But you, when I saw Ben Stiller, I was like, oh, wow. Um, but yeah, we're going to be watching, it's, it's getting to be movie time on the Bradshaw boys. So, and, and we have another, we do have another episode of a rewatch you and John did that we'll throw up too at some point. Um, yeah. but, uh, but today's episode, let's talk about today's episode. We're dipping back into, I guess this is for now our last week of the reissues of some of our favorite apps. And, uh, we're, I'm, I'm really glad that 
I'm here with you. John's not here with us. John is um, currently Lance Armstrong biking. around the country biking. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm glad that you and I are setting this up because the in the next interview, I'm not in it because I wasn't able to be there that day. And it's an yeah. interview with you and John with some of our favorite ladies, the ladies of every outfit that that yeah. uh, now podcast, but also amazing Instagram account. Yeah, we uh, this is the first time that we met them. Mm -hmm. um, we maybe had gone to their live show. Yeah, we'd gone to their live show. You and I went to it. Yeah. Yeah, which was I think awesome. They were they in had town their, at the same time. It was their book release. Yeah. And um, great book. Uh, we should all be Mirandas. Mm -hmm. They have to do an addendum where they said, we should all be Mirandas because one day, whoever is controlling your life will come and destroy your entire past and <laughs> reputation and completely, completely uh, make you a laughing stock of the world. Uh, but that's the addendum. That's the addendum. Um, they, yeah, they came, uh, we went to their live show and then they, uh, we went and met them in the East Village. I think they were staying in the area, and uh, there's a little theater that I do shows at called the Crane Theater. Mm -hmm. They let us use it. We went in there and uh, got to sit down with the girls. It was awesome. Yeah. Um, we Because there's no amount. We're committed. When we want someone on the pod, we'll go to you. That's right. And uh, we didn't want them to have to come all the way deep into Brooklyn. And it was before, it, it was before people did virtual podcasts. Some people did. But mm -hmm. this was before uh, it was like the normal technology to um, to do them remotely very easily. So it's kind yeah. of a, a different world. It was also it was pre-COVID. And so it was like it, Zoom was not the thing that it is now. And it was yeah. kind of like, oh, we'll never get people from L.A. on the pocket. I think we had. Oh no! This yeah, this was this was pre us going to L.A. and doing another podcast with them. So this is like sometime in 2019, I believe, when you guys yeah yes yeah yeah, yeah, yeah and um, good. Oh, I was just gonna say, you guys get into fashion, which is great because we, as the Bradshaw Boys, don't know a ton about fashion, which is pretty clear. It just in terms, I think we've learned a lot more from watching Sex in the City, but mm -hmm, mm -hmm. every outfit's clearly the experts on fashion and fashion yeah. on uh, fashion on the show. Yeah, and um, yeah, it was awesome. They're it's cool. They've been on a bunch of times since, but this was so fun uh, meeting them and getting to like uh, I don't know, we get to go back and forth and you know follow what they do. We follow they follow what we do, and I don't know. They're like fun virtual friends that we made mm -hmm. yeah they're great yeah chelsea and lauren are amazing and this is this is like a good going back to the beginning of a great friendship that we have with them so yeah i'm glad we're i'm glad we're putting this up um and and also if you like it you should check out their podcast because they have a podcast called every outfit where they they talk about sex and the city and just like that but they also talk about pop culture and fashion um yeah and it's a pretty sure it's a weekly podcast and they do a lot of cool stuff on it yeah and their and their instagram account is still amazing yeah so um enjoy this and then uh we're excited to get back in your feeds with some brand new projects yeah. starting next week start next and week. in the meantime hop on the patreon you've got mail clueless and there will be plenty more where that came from that's right um, and um, follow us on YouTube as well, because not only are we going to put some full episodes up there, we'll put some clips. We're going to be putting more 
More video content. It's a new era for the Bradshaw Boys. More video it's content new, out there. It's a new era for the Bradshaw Boys, and it's actually really fun. Um, yeah. I think uh, I think it's a good it's it's a good move. There's more more we can do with our humor and mm-hmm. our discussions. That's true. Um, yeah. So it's uh, it's it's the new it's the wave of the future. And you'll and we're also, riding, and we're riding it. That's right. And you'll be able to tell Kevin and I apart. Like you have maybe listened to this entire thing and have been like, is this just one guy talking to himself? Well, you'll yeah. see that uh, we we look different. We have similar similar similarly colored beards, but other than that, we, we, we but other than that, we're com- we're completely different human beings, each made uniquely in the image of God. That's right. In the in the Judeo Christian image of God. <laughs> hey, listen, whatever you're celebrating this week, enjoy it. If you're not celebrating anything, enjoy it. Uh, to our pagan listeners. That's right. Uh, happy spring solstice. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, listen, you know, all the all the Easter bunny stuff that comes from uh, that's that's uh, old fertility celebrations. The eggs, the bunnies, all based on pagan fertility stuff. So that's awesome. Enjoy. And when you said pagan listeners, uh, I thought you said pegging listeners. So to our pagan yeah. listeners, hey, enjoy pegging. Get out there. Keep pegging. And to my fellow, uh, and to my fellow uh, pegging podcast uh, host. That's me. Corey. Yes. <laughs> I hope you have a great rest of your day. Hey, thank you. You too. It looks beautiful out there. Hey, everyone. Yeah. Enjoy the podcast, get outside, have some fun, and uh, watch some movies with us on all our channels. And we'll talk to you soon. Later, taters. Welcome to the Bradshaw Boys, a podcast where three guys watch Sex in the City for the first time ever, mostly. We have a very special guest today, guests, the uh, creators and managers of every outfit on Sex in the City on Instagram, and now... The writers of We Should All Be Miranda's, ladies and gentlemen, Chelsea Fairless and Lauren Garoni. Hello. Did I say Garoni right? Yeah, you did. Perfect. He usually butchers them even with people he knows. No, (laughs) it's great. I usually get Garoni. So Garoni is correct. I, um, you know the feeling you get when uh, you had to read something in school and like they would pass the paragraph around the room? Popcorn. Yeah, Yeah. that's, that's what I was doing right then. I was like, just don't mess up. Just the Miranda. Fear. Yeah. Pure fear. Um, so, wait, how are you guys feeling? Your book just came out yesterday? It came out day before yesterday. So, yeah, I mean, we're. You're in the whirlwind. We're in the whirlwind, and we're, we're thrilled to be here. Thank you for having us. Yes, thank you for having us. So many DMs about this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Th- I mean, the best people, like, it's one of the best parts of having this account is meeting all of these random sex in the city people. Yeah. You know, like you guys, like Dan Clay, yeah. um, some of our other collaborators. So, yeah, that's always a fun Bound part. Bound together for us. by the internet and the unceasing reruns of Sex in the City on E. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> you know, with the credits that scroll like 20 miles an hour. Oh, like, yeah. It like goes up in the upper right-hand corner. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. Flies, and, mo- so. and most of the Samantha storyline is cut out. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah, I think uh, that was the weirdest part for us. We just came up with it one night. We're like, this will be a fun reason to do a mm-hmm. podcast. And if no one listens, we'll get to hang out with each other. Yeah. And then you're just injected into this whole community of very strong opinionated people that oh, have yeah. seen everything and are like we're like oh my gosh we're yeah. like and uh meeting dan meeting you guys has been awesome yeah I so mean, same i think yeah dan dressed up as carrie dragshaw for halloween as a lark 
We started this over Flaming Margaritas. The, the Instagram <laughs> account. Yeah, just little to no forethought. And then you're having to kind of recontextualize when people come up to you and they're like, what are your true feelings about Magda? Y- and yeah, you're like, yeah. I don't know. I've never thought about this. I did not write this show. Well, we're obviously fans of the Sex in the City, but we're not more so fans than the average fan of the show so now we're encountering like super fans yeah, yeah. That, like they'll there will be like an inaccuracy in one of our captions or something and there will be instantly like a swarm of commentators like you know putting us in our place basically yeah so. and we also got computers at the age of nine or ten so spelling is not our strong suit oh, so sure. there is a lot of typos <laughs> and as i discovered last night and as people were telling me their names and I was signing books, I think I might be dyslexic. <laughs> yeah. You Next time we have to have their names written on the post-it or else it's just, it's it's too stressful. It's mayhem. She spelled Alice wrong. I spelled I fucked up Sarah wrong. <laughs> it makes you feel like uh, sympathetic to uh, Starbucks employees. When oh, you're yeah. Just like, oh, oh a, thousand percent. a thousand percent. Oh, one person's name. So because there's two of us, we were like, oh, this will cut down on the time. One, we thought like three people would want their book signed. I'm amazed how many people actually wanted us you packed out the strand last night in new york yeah amazing on a pouring evening i think that's more amazing that people actually came out in the rain have you guys gotten to the episode where where carrie's in the rain yet what is that? In season five? They haven't gotten to no, season five. No, we weren't. Five. Much. Okay, I'm not going to spoil yeah. it. I'm you not going to spoil anything. it. <laughs> Spoilers are off the table here. Season five is sort of the forgotten season. There's only eight episodes. Sarah Jessica Parker was pregnant through mm-hmm. the majority of it. Burgers introduced. It's a very dark time. Do y'all have a favorite season? Three or four. Yeah, three, three or four. four. Oh, man. So we're like... I mean, I can see why, but but they come back with season six, which is like there's 10,000 episodes in season six. I think it's like technically two different like they they started they started doing that in three and four. I think season three and four have 19 or 20 episodes. Mm -hmm. So it occupied like a network show, Um, but they just split it in half, which I kind of miss. I wish more streaming shows would be like we shot a show. We shot a shit ton of episodes, but like you get half, you know, early part of the year and then we'll release another set of 10 at the end of the year. I know. I I bet. I bet now that people just need more and more because it took a dip down with like premium television of like 10 episodes. But now the shows that people love, like waiting a year for 10 episodes is just too much now. So I feel like there's going to be more and more television. I don't know. Reboot. They're doing the reboot of Sex and City. It's already so hard to keep up. I know. With television. How can it be more? (laughs) All right. So this is what I need to ask first. What was your relationship to Sex and the City before you started the Instagram? Before the flaming margaritas. Um, Yeah. I mean, I was obsessed with it from the second it came out. And I was in high school at that time. So, you know, and I was a country girl. I was not a city girl. Mm -hmm. It was before a very rural part of Northern California. So... Of course, this show completely sold me on the fantasy of living in New York, and I moved here to go to college, which is when I met Lauren. Um, But, I mean, yeah, it's just, it's kind of one of those inescapable things from my youth that I continue to revisit over and over again. And now you're inextricably linked. A thousand, yes. Me and my Google results are just like wild. So then what, what, what would be one or two other shows that were like on the same level at the time? That you just didn't happen to make an Instagram about. Oh, Six Feet Under. Yeah, that's oh. our favorite 
HBO series. Yeah, the- I hate to disappoint people, but actually, Six Feet Under is our favorite show. All right. Not only the best show ever, but the best series, series finale. finale of all time. Really? In my opinion. But the clothes, not so interesting. We have less, we <laughs> have less to say. We, yeah, exactly. We've yeah. A lot of jeans, a lot of, uh, you know, J. Crew button down shirts. Like, there's just not that much to say. There's not much to talk about. Although we have said, like, every year since we've had the account, certainly the past two years on April Fool's Day, we're like, should we just go through the effort to archive every single post, change the handle, and say we're now every outfit on six feet under? <laughs> We were like, how many followers would we lose? Yeah, I don't. I, I, start, not even I started out. every outfit on The Sopranos, and it was just one picture of a tracksuit, and that <laughs> <Yeah>. was it. <laughs> Perfect. Um, well, that's yeah. And then yours? Um, I was twelve or thirteen. My parents had no boundaries when it came to cable television, and yeah, I mean. We both wanted to be fashion designers. Spoiler alert, neither of us are fashion designers. Uh, And not that that show was explicitly about the fashion industry, but it was kind of my first... It was adjacent, you know. Like she went to the Dolce & Gabbana party in season one. It's heavily thematic throughout the show. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's the, what, it's the sixth character? (laughs) Because they're always like, New York York is the fifth. New York is the fifth Fashion is the sixth. Yeah. Lenshire is the seventh. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> Magnolia Cupcakes is the eighth. Yeah. Cosmos are the ninth. Yeah. It's a lot of characters, a lot of supporting characters on the show. Um, but yeah, I watched it. I mean, we were doing kind of Q&As and I said, I kind of look at the show as a documentary. Not, I mean, I knew it was a fictional show, but I was like, oh, this could be my life mm-hmm. when I moved to New York. And it was not at all. So yeah, I thought I would be like meeting hot people at Citibank like every day. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. it's just like that's what you think will happen kind of if yeah. you're just you know if you're young inexperienced you know have there, no there idea what dating like, in New York is like there are those crazy magical nights that you you are just like this is like this is like the TV show this oh totally like, and then there's just 362 other days in the year yeah, where <laughs> you just get random yeah, liquid not. dripping on you in the subway yeah you're just like well <laughs> shit yeah this is my life now. <laughs> Totally. That happened in, we live in Los Angeles now. Another spoiler alert for people. So many people think we're New Yorkers, we're former New Yorkers, because we do a lot of very specific references that if you, you would only know if you had lived in New York at one point. Yeah, I feel like we talk about like Dwayne Reed like more often <laughs> than the average uh, Los Angeles resident. Uh, but yeah, it, it was something that was in the background of our lives constantly. And the other weird thing is we've known each other at this point 12 years so it was like eight or something by the time we had started the account eight or nine years we never had one conversation about sex in the city wow that's insane i mean we talk about pop culture we talk about television film celebrity you know pop culture all the time but it just it never came up so how how did the like you you mentioned uh fiery margaritas How, how did the the idea come into existence then and, and what was like, if, if there was, if it was growing, was there like a moment where you're like, whoa, like I woke up and there's 50,000 more followers or was there like a, was it a steady build or was there some explosion moment? Totally. Well, I mean, the, the idea was born out of the fact that, um, when I first graduated from college, I was a photo researcher and I was doing a lot of work for fashion clients and people would ask me 
first, you know, certain outfits from Sex in the City, but I found that like when you look for them on Google Images, like none of the cool stuff or the niche stuff comes up. It's all like Carrie and the tutu and that sort of thing. So I always in my head I was like there should be a website called Every Outfit on Sex in the City where it's just like a visual index of this stuff. So I, you know, years later I was, you know, drunk at El Compadre, this fabulous Mexican restaurant so in uh, Los Angeles. And, and they are known for their flaming margaritas where they set a lime on fire on top of your margarita and then you just yeah, watch a, it. It's the a flame whole thing. die out. It's a whole thing. But yeah, so it's like I told Lauren this idea and she was like, that should be an Instagram account, not It's a not website. an interesting story. I, yeah, we're yeah, sort yeah, of reluctant to tell the story. And if we knew what it would become, I think we would have tried for a more interesting origin story. But I think that that's why it's popular. I mean, we've been yeah. in digital media since college. Basically, we each had blogs. I worked in influencer marketing and advertorial marketing. You worked at V-Files, which is a digital offshoot of uh, V-Magazine. So we were in and of that world totally but of course the thing we put no forethought or effort into is like the thing that's you know yeah super and popular so at the time we lived on two separate coasts i was still on the west coast you were still on the east coast and so it was something to make each other laugh right uh, like i would write a post and be like oh chelsea will find this funny and kind of vice versa but yeah within like we a, almost started it as like a yeah a side account you yeah. know just like a inside joke but then within a month we had like a hundred thousand followers wow so it just kind of took off we were like ha 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 this will be very niche it'll be something we'll update when we feel like it and then yeah within a month there was a sizable following but the captions and that style because it, it was when we thought when we initially started it, it was like, oh, we will literally just put every outfit on Sex in the City. But what what ended up happening was the way that we've always talked about pop culture and fashion for the last 10 years ended up in the captions, and that's what mm. kind of grew and mm. grew. Yeah, that's what, when you were saying that, that's one thing that I noticed is like you're very savvy and also very... I don't know. You have like an aesthetic. Whenever I go to someone's apartment and it looks really nice, I'm like, how do you do that? I try and make my apartment look nice. And with, you can just tell that your designer minds just because you look at it and you're like, that's a beautiful Instagram. Yeah. That's a beautiful like layout. And even your book. Like, oh, thank all you. Beautiful. It's, it's really beautiful. Everything yeah. about it. And as like slovenly, slobbish guys, I'm sort of like, yeah. Yeah. So I want to ask you some questions about the book in a second. I, I want to ask before uh, we move on to that. What What are your opinions? What is the best outfit in Sex and City? What's the worst outfit? Do you have? Uh, I mean, it's sub it's subjective. Mind? It would be truly our. It changes every. It changes on an <laughs> hourly <laughs> basis. I mean, my favorite outfit is has never changed. I'm very boring that way. Once I find something I like, but. Which one is it? And that would be... Oh, yeah. I know, I know. I'm getting there. Um, season four, if you've watched the episode where Carrie goes to... Is it Buddha Bar? With... Uh, not Buddha Bar, with uh, the jazz guy. And she runs okay. into Mr. Pork Big. Man. And she's wearing the Chloe... Oh, yes. And his, like, uh, shy model girlfriend or something, Sky right? or Shy. Is that that episode? Yeah, yeah that yeah. is that episode. But it is... So the other thing, just to go back briefly, of why I think the account has been popular is when we started watching the show in the late nineties, early two thousands, when we really wanted to be designers and we were really enmeshed in fashion culture and its history. So 
we know so much about that specific time yeah, like era. The, basically the era that the show aired, you know, the mm -hmm. late 90s to the early 2000s. So a but lot I'm, of the stuff we can kind of clock by by looking at it. And it's funny because before we started the account, we had no place to put all that miscellaneous information. But it's it's a Chloe spring summer 2001 coat that has horses all over it. But it's a jacket that Patricia Field put a petticoat under this vintage belt and then this very plain nude bra that's visible that just it, it's perfect carry perfect patricia field genius and layering i love layering yes <laughs> yes she, truly a master masterful layering Al on this series although i will say that has led us astray so many times before we discovered we were miranda's we tried to em emulate carrie style and i think that's one of the biggest lies is it gives you this idea of like, oh, I'll just throw a bunch of random shit together, like a new piece, vintage, mm -hmm. this or that. And you look basically like Helena Bonham Carter in a paparazzi photo. <laughs> but not good. Not wearing like Vivian Westwood no. and, as she does, like just wearing random shit from H&M and some stuff from Beacon's Closet and, you know, whatever. But I mean, my favorite look is actually a minimalist look, which is the look uh, that Carrie wears when after she falls into the pond with Mr. Big and she wears one of his shirts mm, as a dress yeah. and she belts it with his Hermes belt and uh, walks home like that. I, you know, it's it's so resourceful. Yeah. Again, you can you can hear our our uh, internalized Miranda phobias. We're picking carry outfits. <laughs> no, uh, totally. No, but Miranda had some had some true I wanna, highlights. I want to touch on that. So uh, my question about you, you just mentioned that before you were Miranda's, you were trying to be Carrie's. Was the Miranda fascination right from the get go? The first time you watched it through? Was it the like second or third time that you watched it through? Was it looking back? that you realized you were Miranda's? Why, it, why Miranda? It was. I mean, it's something... I think we were always Miranda's, but for us, it's something that we really aged into. Like, now that... Or rather, I guess I aged out of being a Carrie because now that... Or wanting to be a Carrie because now that I'm in my mid-30s, I'm like, I'm not an it girl. I can live with that. Mm. And... To, when I actually think about it now, it's like, to me, Miranda is the most aspirational character in a lot of ways. I remember being in my early 20s with my boyfriend at the time, and he said to me, oh, you're like a Miranda. And I had this hot flash of anger and truly almost broke up with him in the middle of First Avenue. <laughs> like, how, how dare you? And now how I want... How dare you say I'm the smart one? Like, yeah. That, you yeah. Know, that's how fucked up uh, uh, our culture is, truly. But once the account got popular, we were like, oh, shit, I guess we have to continue this. We very much wanted to, but once there was actually a following, it was like, oh, I guess there are people expecting us to... To, to write and we ended up re-watching the show and in re-watching that we were like oh Carrie is God you know we developed the hashtag fucking Carrie because we were like oh god she's kind of awful if I make this point that if she's it, not always awful but she has awful mm. moments I mean John I'm not hate. a huge fan of Carrie no yeah. but I make <laughs> I make the point that if Sarah Jessica Parker did not play her she would come off as Lena Dunham's Hannah character in Girls. Like, yeah. it is Sarah oh, Jessica yeah. Parker's effervescence that mm. really elevates that character. Because when you take her actions outside of watching it through the, you know, through the actor playing it, it's it does not age well. Yeah, I think um, the your book and the Miranda, um, I don't know. It's like you guys are actually part of changing the way people watch an entire TV show, which is kind of crazy. Like the title of You're the book. You're welcome, and HBO. I mean, we hope so. I mean, oh, we also think that our perspective on the show, 
is a uh, the perspective of a very underserved uh, Sex in the City fan base, mm-hmm. and I'm sure that you guys are also speaking to an underserved kind of contingent of Sex in the City fans. Um, so you know, yeah. I think uh, when we were at the uh, live sh- your book release the other night, uh, I got home and then I looked on my uh, uh, Instagram. And there was a girl I dated. We talked about it on the podcast, but there was a girl I dated that went to Yale Law School, and she was like super fashionable. She basically was like, "You're like a comedian actor. I'm not gonna have time. Once I'm done with law school, we're not gonna be <laughs> dating." And I was like, "All right." And it was like a really great three months. And I hadn't talked to her for like three years. And she messaged me, and she was like, uh, "She was like, I just saw you on every outfit in Sex and the City's Instagram. I always told you I was a Miranda." And I was oh, like, "Oh my god! Oh my gosh!" So, I mean, we're more than happy to send her a book. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yes, Ivy League uh, education is quintessentially Miranda. Although, isn't Trey went to Yale, right? Isn't or Princeton? Trey, no, because oh. remember Samantha was in. Wasn't Samantha like Samantha fucked Charlotte's brother? It was a brown brown shirt. Charlotte went to Brown. Oh, mm-hmm. that's why we're she's wearing all that. Her oh. college anyway. However, we are two self-proclaimed Mirandas that very much did not go to an Ivy League school, so <laughs> it is not indicative uh, or for certain well, if you are if you don't have an Ivy League education. She she specifically said like I want to make a partner by the time I'm 35. <laughs> and then once I was watching Sex in the City, I'm like, oh, she definitely is Miranda. Um, all right, I wanted to ask you guys about um, there. I'm sure there's plenty of Miranda mantras that could you could have put in the book, but I wrote a few down that I love, and then we can just talk about them. One was, uh, I want to enjoy my success, not apologize for it. Yes. That's a Miranda mantra. Do you remember what episode that's from? Oh, Lauren's better There's someone this. listening that's like, season two, episode yeah. six. A thousand percent. Minute 42. And well, that person that's... is my wife. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, that's that's kind of the breakdown of labor is Chelsea will be like, where's this screen cap from? And I'm like, I have that kind of Rain Man specificity. <laughs> if it, it is either, I think it's when she's with Steve. It must be. I think it's season two era of Steve when she's trying to make partner and they're, they're having issues. Guys, right. we're yeah. not perfect. <laughs> it's not even where it's from. It's just, I guess, w- why why some of those things um, stood out to you. One was soulmates only exist in the Hallmark aisle. And our question is, we love Steve. We're not through the series, so we don't know exactly what happens. Right now, he just got... You didn't get on, go on the Wikipedia page? No, we're trying not to... We know what happened. We're trying wait to, wait till you guys see the first film. Or have you seen the film? No. no. Oh, okay, oh okay. at the live show that... I, oh, he sorry. Doesn't know, but oh, I, no, no, no. Oh, no. We, don't do, we don't do spoiler <laughs> stuff because we're like... But my question is, soulmates only exist in the Hallmark aisle. Do you think Steve is Miranda's soulmate? And the basketball court. I mean, do you, do you think? I think she's a lesbian. I refuse to think that she's straight. <laughs> so I just don't. I don't subscribe to that that read of the series. Mm. And you know, and oddly enough, I really think that she should have been with that lovely woman that she was set up with. That Tignataro esque. Oh, from the third on. episode. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And her her colleagues like, hey, you know. I found this, this perfect is person for you. And she's like, I'm not a lesbian. I'm like, this guy actually did such a good job. Like, this is the woman that we would have cast for Miranda today. Yeah. You know, if we could have, um, if we had control over the the storylines. 
Yeah. And I think that if they did the show today, she would be. Yeah. You know? Yeah, totally. So. Yeah, it's kind of, it's actually kind of interesting how much that storyline was just like, <laughs> can you imagine? Yeah. Yeah, she, it's like, have you then, looked at yourself, though? Like, in the <laughs> early seasons, sorry, I say that as a, as a lesbian myself, um, you know. Yeah, I mean, it would have. ties and. Oh, that was one of our favorite posts when you went. An aside, but one of my favorite, and I tried to find it the other day, but one of my favorite comment exchanges ever was towards the beginning of the account when we did our first Aiden post. And some some chick was like, well, you must have a lot of trouble with men. And I woke up one morning to see Chelsea had commented as our account. Like, they don't know who writes what. And goes, well, I'm a lesbian, so it's safe to say I have terrible (laughs) luck with men. (laughs) That's I so mean, great. I rarely clap back um, or whatever. We but don't participate while, anymore. Yeah, yeah, you resist. have to. Yeah, yeah, that's too good. Uh, um, all right, a uh, few things. One, woke Charlotte. When w- that seems like kind of what we're talking about now, which is like there's this looking back of the ways that the show is yeah. problematic, doesn't age well, and what? Where was the idea for woke Charlotte? It's a, it was a couple of things. Sorry to cut, yeah, yeah, cut you no. off. Um, one was, as the account gained a following, it, it felt like there was a lot of commentary that we had to answer for, which felt a little weird because it's not a show we wrote for. We did not create this show. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. And second, we were also having a really hard time doing Charlotte Post to begin with. And again, this was your creation. Yeah, well, I mean, Charlotte's outfits are less outra than, you know, the the rest of the girls. But, I mean, it kind of came, it came from a place, you know, in revisiting the show now, you, you look at certain scenes and you're like, that's classist, that's racist, that's transphobic, whatever. But it's not particularly funny for us to just write yeah. a comment calling out this show from the 90s for yeah. being transphobic. But when it comes from within the show, um, you know, it, it becomes funny. And so, yeah, Woke Again, Charlotte is sort of our um, vehicle for um, for addressing the problematic aspects of the show. But she's also kind of a commentary of about allyship mm-hmm. and social justice warriors and, you know, we thought that Charlotte saying, quote-unquote, woke stuff was hilarious because... As you'll see in the show, she is so passionate about her causes, so it's kind of easy to imagine her being a social justice warrior. Yeah, again, it's one of those things like the account itself, like the book, Woke Charlotte is something that just, again, was made with... with an intention, but I would say with little forethought in the sense that we weren't like, oh, this is going to make a huge impact. So it's interesting that we sort of have to get into its creation because it's sort of like we did it and then it worked and then we kept doing it but i i love when people are like you should have it's it should have its own account you should do this every week it's like (laughs) no you would hate that like the reason it works is that it pops up every once in a while a little salt and pepper on top that brings up an interesting question uh you wrote the book we should all be mirandas have you thought about what book titles would be for other characters do you have one for if, if woke charlotte would be charlotte's what would hmm. Samantha and Carrie's be? Um, I mean, keep calm, carry on is mm-hmm. our carry idea. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Uh, I mean, we've often joked about doing like a woke Charlotte children's book or like a, <laughs> like a free to yeah. be you and me, but with woke Charlotte. Yeah, or like a, a book for children about how to be a good ally or something like that. 
I can imagine that happening. And Samantha Jones, I mean, it would just have to be something, you know, fuck me badly, shame on me, or, you know, something like <laughs> And it's like just that. that pamphlet that she gets in the East Village <laughs> yeah. with all the positions. <laughs> totally. Which is weird because, I mean, I guess not weird, but Kim Cattrall herself wrote a sex book with her husband. Have you guys, do you know about this? Well, yeah. Yeah, we... we, we uh, Someone sent us. We don't have a copy. Someone has a copy that they're sending to us. They believe they saw it like at a at a bookstore. A friend of ours just showed us. Her and her husband have a thing where they get each other weird books, and this was one of them. And so we recently uh, took photographs of it, and has maybe the most horrifying uh, diagram of cunnilingus I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) Terrifying. It involves a lot of teeth. That's all I have to say. Teeth and flicking. The book in which we're referring to is um, Satisfaction: The Art of the Female Orgasm by Satisfaction with Samantha Jones is not a bad title for a book. No. Yeah. But, but then once it's, yeah, it's like, it's like, are we sure she knows what she's talking about? I don't know. Samantha, like, yes. Carrie, no. When it comes to being a quote unquote sexpert. Totally. Um, oh, you don't, you don't think Carrie knows what she's talking about? No. This woman exclusively has sex with her bra on in the missionary <laughs> position. Yeah. And the only <laughs> sex advice she ever has to offer her friends is like put stamps around your husband's dick so that you can see if he has erectile dysfunction or As not. So, so uh, the, that in one, the last episode we just watched, or a couple ago, people said that without her sex column, they wouldn't be able to navigate the city. So are those people... Well, we're re- also talking about a 2000-era young woman, which, like, that works. Again... But it's like she's a sex columnist, but she doesn't believe that bisexuality is a real sexual orientation. It's more that she doesn't like seem to have like much education about mm-hmm. sexuality. Mm-hmm. Because dating in also, New York, yes. Got it. Yeah. So, so you'd say she's a, maybe a dating in New York expert. For yeah. As far and as I sex and I think totally. that makes sense. I think it's yeah. a sex the lowercase sex, uppercase love advice column. Yeah. You know, because yeah. also in the same era and you continue to have someone like Dan Savage at the same time, who I think is maybe probably a more so she's not accurate yes, yeah. expert. Yeah. Totally. Although, I, sorry, can I ask you guys a question? Oh, please, yeah. Because yeah. we recently, uh, for the book, we did a, a commentary track for some of our followers that decided to do the pre-sale, and we decided to do the first episode of season two, Take Me Out to the Ball Game, because mm-hmm. we think it's like peak Miranda episode. But we were so stunned and had completely forgot about the man on the street stuff where the camera just goes to we love those so we were (laughs) positing now in the world of sex in the city are these people carrie is talking to on the street and those people end up in her column that's i feel like we have so many people prepared us for they're like get ready it's so bad and i think (laughs) we kind of loved those and i never thought about the world they live in yeah, I, that's a great question. I never. I mean, I guess the the ones that I am thinking about. There's like the the one in the basketball court with like Rich Skipper Stein. and Rich Stein, and they're like shooting hoops at West Fourth. Oh yeah. I don't think they yeah. were necessarily interviewed, but I remember like a guy in the gym like lifting weights, talking about his sex life. I think she probably did interview like those guys. Well, yeah, I want maybe 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 Skipper brought her down, let her interview the team. <laughs> yeah, like, during is, halftime or something like that. Who is a real person? There is a Skipper in Candace Bushnell's book that oh. the show is based on which is why he exists in the first season into the second season and then wisely the the writers i'm sure we're like what are we doing here we're big uh we 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 get really oddly attracted to the weird parts of the show that like oh yeah people 
like and we got so obsessed with skipper he was going to do our live show yeah oh amazing he, he's going to do he's going to do our show, show at some point because we would just have i'm sure he's not getting i don't know he's he's probably not getting tons of attention from sex in the city fans <laughs> and then we tagged him in no, like 14 pictures in a row we, we learned he has an instagram he was in he was He's one of the cavemen. Oh, he was one of the guy. He's like a commercial king because he was in the Oscar Mayer commercials Mm -hmm. a couple years ago, which I'm sure are way more lucrative. And he was in a Gas X commercial. That's great. It's just him being like. But yeah, he was in. He was one of the cavemen with Nick Kroll. Yeah, I know. Nick Kroll was the other. Oh, the TV show cavemen. Yeah. Or maybe he was. Well, I, I don't know. Was the Geico commercial? Or this is Ben or? Weber we're talking yeah, about, ben the actor yeah. that plays. Uh, Good plays on you Skipper. that you actually know his name. Sorry. <laughs> you know. Sorry to Ben Weber. I do not know this man. <laughs> if I saw him on the street, I would not know him. Um, yeah, so that actually brings us uh, to one of the issues. You know, we didn't want to do gotcha questions, but it does say in the book, it says um, something about dump. how do you dump that skipper? <laughs> this is just like just a major issue we have with with um you guys wow <laughs> with skipper phobia being so pervasive in our uh, you know our he book. you know that's before the internet blew up you know skipper is probably an incel only... correct and <laughs> <laughs> i feel like he created an app and he's like a billion billion i think now. he does like he does like classes on udemy on how to like code um, websites yeah. yeah he was a graphic designer or a web designer either web that designer. or he's like an incel or something i don't know yeah. i mean or he's I, a men's rights activist. Yeah, Moderates as, the men's rights Reddit forum for sure. Yeah, a thousand percent. I mean, as we say in the book, like Skipper is not an asshole. We don't think he's a bad guy. We just know that him and Miranda aren't compatible yeah. as partners. So it's more like you have to dump him just like don't waste your time. Don't waste his time. Like just we were, because he's nice doesn't necessarily yeah. mean you have chemistry or right. whatever, you know? Yeah, I mean, we refer to him as a, he's best used as a flotation device to take <laughs> you from your last shitty relationship into hopefully your next less shitty one. But the the book was born from uh, us wanting to do a parody of self-help books, of the idea of these books that, you know, I mean, not our moms, because our moms are cool, liberated women, but those <laughs> having it all books from the 80s and yeah. 90s. And so we were like, oh, this might, this would be funny. And when we started to write the book, we thought it was going to be purely uh, referential to the show and kind of what we do on on the on the Instagram. But as we started to write it, we realized like, oh, yeah, this show has been off the air for 15 years. So a yeah. lot of it is kind of us as two Miranda's filling in the blank. So Skipper is a I mean, we can only talk about eating cake out of the garbage so many times in yeah. this book. And we do talk about it. I think there's, what, seven instances of well, us no, talking there, about Well, no, there was still. a lot. And then our editor was like, too many. <laughs> too many references. But a lot of the things, you know, we have re... I feel like I've used this phrase way too many times in this interview. We recontextualized the boyfriend's in the section, you know, which asshole are you dating to kind of reflect archetypes of men that a lot of millennials date. Mm-hmm. So Skipper is simply a stand-in for that nice guy yeah. that you feel, you start to kind of gaslight yourself of like, but he's so nice, but if you don't have chemistry, it's mm-hmm. okay. I think also the reason why it's really a great book is because it's not just, like if it was just Sex in the City pictures and stuff and like you doing... Like, oh, then it would just be on the table. You'd never pick it up. But there's actually, it's life lessons. And there's actually really a lot of great advice in there. 
So um, I think you. there's like more of a reason to read it than just because it's like, oh, remember Sex in the City. You recontextualize it in like a really helpful yeah. way. So thank, thank you. you. Those are those yeah. are my favorite. Uh, like reviews are starting to come in on Amazon and Goodreads, and my favorite ones are. It's like, look, I usually hate books written by influencers, which is like horrifying for us to think of yeah. ourselves that way. But this one's like actually good. Yeah, <laughs> people yeah. are stunned. Yeah, it's it's really it's really fun, and it's really helpful. So let's do a mm-hmm. uh, quick speed. We at the end of every episode. We always do Cosmo ratings for the episodes. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so um, there's been a few that have gotten fives, but usually mm-hmm. it's from one to five Cosmos. Mm-hmm. Okay. And for this, we just wanted to, you guys to give Cosmo rating of some of the guys from Sex in the City. Yeah. Great. Okay. And, there can um, be no rhyme or reason. Just sh- shoot from the hip, whatever you think okay. they deserve. Okay. Um, Zero. We'll start, we'll start no, off. Sorry. We'll, start off <laughs> sorry. We'll, we'll pitch a softball here. Kay. Skipper. Oh, no, I give him, wait, out of five? Out of five, five Cosmos. Cosmos. You can use half and quarter Cosmos. Yeah, two, two, two and a two, half. Two and a half sure, Cosmos. two and a half Cosmos. All right. Um, Shmuel, uh, he was the Hasidic Jewish man that Charlotte slept with. Oh, five? Five. <laughs> five. Agree. High five. <laughs> yes, <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. That wait, is, is, that that is, that is, one, is that the one that painted her vagina? No, no, no. That's the guy in the barn in upstate New York. Oh, this okay. Is like, this is actually one of the more transgressive... Uh, sex scenes that we saw yeah. in Sex yeah. City. And he's an incredible actor. He's in Barry now. Mm-hmm. He's, oh. he's in Barry. He's, um, Who is he in Barry? He was in Joker, right? He's, he was in Joker. Yeah. Who is he, he in Joker? In the first season of Barry, he plays the main like gangster. It's oh. it, There's the ball. They're like like the, in his house. The guy with alopecia. Yeah. It's like he's his sidekick. Oh. That's Shmuel. And he's also, did you watch True Detective? Which season? Which one? He's the, the first season. Yes, one. and yes, yes, of he's course. the yes, but the, the Yellow King in um. Oh, oh shit! Yeah, so he's, he's a fucking wow. amazing actor. Thank wow. you for giving us our next crucial cameo post. Yeah, <laughs> yeah totally. I can't wait um, to dive into this IMDb profile. Later. Oh yeah, he's he's a beast. Up next, we have uh, Bernie Turtle Top. Oh, turtle in the, from the Turtle in the Hair episode. Uh, that Samantha pre makes or over. post makeover. <laughs> yeah. Post. Uh, let's, post. Let's give him. Let's give him three. I think he deserves at least three. He's I was cool. Uh, yeah, and when I see him, he gives me like Christopher Lloyd and Adam's Family value vibes. Yeah. And I think like as a child, <laughs> it's that turtleneck. Yeah, turtle, yeah, yeah. yeah. He loves mushrooms. So, yeah. I'll, so I'll yeah, say also four. Post makeover in Adam's Family. Yes, values. that's what yeah. I'm saying. <laughs> the white turtleneck. Yeah. Okay. Next up is uh, Capote Duncan. Uh, Capote Duncan pilot episode. Pilot episode. I need to have sex tonight. Okay, oh. do you know who that guy is? If you've watched Big Little Lies, he's Renata's husband. Yeah. yeah I haven't he, seen Big Little Lies. I'm sorry. I'm going to watch it. We have, if you guys think you got a lot of Instagram messages, <laughs> uh, guess what? This guy gets a lot from us. <laughs> We're like, we'll do call-in, we'll do anything. But yeah, he's another really uh, pretty big guy. I forget his name. Nord, Nord, Nordlinger? It's something. But yeah, he's like a he's had a great career after this. Totally. Yeah. Well, there's one. I mean, not to give you guys more ammunition before we do this post, but there is a movie that I saw again. Parents had no restrictions for cable. (laughs) There was a movie that played on cable in the early 2000s called Heartbreakers Club, a gay romantic comedy. And it is written and directed by Greg Berlanti, who is now a mega producer on the CW. Yeah. And it has like six Sex in the City, either actors or 
people that make cameos. So Justin, what is it called Broken Hearts Club? Is Broken that, Hearts Club. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Uh, Justin Thoreau's in it. Timothy Oliphant's in it. Skipper's in it. Uh, you still don't know his name, even though we. Ben Weber. <laughs> B. Ben Weber. Yeah. B. Webs. We just call him Skipper. Uh, there were a couple other wow. people. Yeah. So that's like the they're all straight actors. Playing, playing gay, gay men. <laughs> and their choice to be gay men is to wear puka shell necklaces. Yeah. But isn't it, yeah, they all have puka shell. Is it Dak Shepard is in that movie? No, Zach Brown. <laughs> Zach Brown. That's what it is. Wow. There's another post we want to do. Again, not to just give you ideas before no, 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 we no, end no, up we doing won't. them. But there is... A certain class of actors that were popular in that era that we can't believe weren't on the show, and that's kind of a post that we want to do, like a mm. anti-crucial cameo of like, like why was Le- Liev Schreiber never a boyfriend for one of the girls? Yeah, yeah, yeah he's a very much Carrie's type. Ooh, Liev anyway, Schreiber. We, we, dig- saw- we digressed, I believe. What? Um, well, we were talking about. Game. Oh, we're giving them Cosmo. Oh, zero. Zero. Because I don't I don't even remember. No, Charlotte doesn't go home with him. And he's like, I got to get fucked. And then he goes home with Samantha, which is a lovely reversal that they never did again in the series. But it's actually pretty. Yeah. Also, I feel like if you go into an evening just saying, I need to have sex tonight. Tonight. It's like that's not a great energy to have. Chill out. Chill out, bro. Not not (laughs) in this era. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Len Schneider. Oh, guys, you really have to explain what episodes they're from. Len Schneider. Len Schneider lives in the same building as Samantha. You are fucking our rep up so much. He's got, a, he's got, he's got like the... Oh, the, the stockbroker dude. The, he has the he has the one earring. No, no, it's no. Like the one where she it. thinks she's going through menopause. Yes. 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 The oh. old, the long ponytail. Oh, oh yeah. The long white ponytail. He just reminds me of a college professor that would get way too close. So like <laughs> zero cosmos. <laughs> Zero yeah, cosmos zero for, for land. Oh. What would yeah. you put them at? Five. All these guys are fives. Oh, yeah, yeah, these are straight fives. <laughs> but it's also board. it's also because they're just like you're like jaw on the floor. Like this is the craziest person I've ever seen. See, that's the difference between men and women. As women, we're like that guy is definitely um, tried to rub our shoulders at one point in our life. That's, that's what Dan Clay said. Totally. Yeah. Dan Clay is like I can tell you guys are straight men because you're listening like all these guys. <laughs> What's wrong with them? Why do they like these guys are great? Yeah. Um, Well, listen, everybody, it's at your local bookstore. We should all be Miranda's life lessons from Sex and the City's most underrated character. Um, Congratulations on the book. Yeah, this is incredible. Thank you. It's uh, holiday season's coming up. That's right. It would fit perfectly in a stocking. Yeah. Yeah. Wrapped in a present. And, um, uh, yeah, thank you for doing it. Keep thank on, you for having keep us. Keep on posting. <laughs> oh, oh any- God, we, we got to keep doing this now? I know. Oh. <laughs> I know. That's what, like, I don't know what we're going to do once we watch all the episodes. The we're movies. To, we, do you know of the podcast, and we haven't listened to it, I just know of it, where it's these guys, I believe in Australia, that watch the- Sex in the City too. Yeah. For a year straight. Oh, the worst idea ever, I think it's called. Yeah. <laughs> that is the worst idea ever. We need to get into that one, too. Yeah. But yeah. I'm afraid- it's it's too pretty bad the movie. Oh yeah, bad doesn't even. It almost created its own genre of bad. You know what I mean? It's like it's not funny. It's racist. It's uh, they took out nothing the fifth happens. Character. They t- they like, did take out the fifth character. I mean, character. it's obviously those films are a nod to nineteen fifties kind of. Doris Day films where it's like we're all going to Italy or we're all going to a location but in rewatching the films now uh, because I am a writer and a screenwriter it does one of 
the most insane things, which is both films, the plot does not begin till the 50-minute mark. Wow. Uh. Like, both times, you do not get to the destination till 60 minutes into the film, which is why it's two and a half hours. We do a commentary track for the first film, and people, it's very sweet. People were like, we'd love to do a Q&A with you guys afterwards. It's like, it is two and a half hours. Yeah. yeah. It is yeah. impossible. Yeah. yeah. Can't it's happen. It's like Lawrence of Arabia yeah. level. Totally. Long. Oh, don't worry. Isn't there a Lawrence of my labia joke in the second film? Oh, yeah, man. that was Samantha's big, uh, big snappy one-liner. <laughs> Just wait for it. I am so excited for that. Um, well, thanks for coming on. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank really you for appreciate having it. us. So lovely. And congratulations on everything. Thank Every you. outfit on SATC on Instagram. If anyone's listening to this, you already follow their account. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. Bye. The Bradshaw Boys stars Corey Cavan, John Sieber, and Kevin James Doyle. The show is produced by Jeremy L. Balin. For more information on the guys, check out their website at bradshawboys.com on social media at the Bradshaw Boys. And if you see them in the street, tip your glass. Thanks for listening.